Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Shilkapadia, happy Valentine's Day to you and yours. We are back. Better than ever. I don't know if that's true. Probably worse than ever. But here we are. Shield, how's it going? Good. Uh, we, have, uh, we have not talked since the day after the Super Bowl, so we've got uh, some Eagles news and notes to get to. Not a, not a ton going on, uh, but we will touch on some of that stuff. We will then do our annual Flu World Order ranking of the likelihood that all of the Eagles impending free agents and... Uh, other players of interest will return to the Eagles in 2019. I, of course, am the defending champion. Uh, and then we will uh, hit on a bunch of off-topic things that uh, both of us have, have wanted to uh, been getting to. That's a terrible sentence. That's what this time of year is for. I hadn't realized it's been that long. There have been some happenings around the league. So, yeah, we will, we will do a little bit of everything. Can I, can I open with uh, a non-football thing? I have a, I have a bit of a take. I guess. Are you an, are you a Valentine's guy? No, we don't we don't celebrate like anything. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what I what I would like to flip the bird to is the people who like proselytize like oh uh, Valentine's Day is a is a capitalist uh, hallmark creation. Like anyone who celebrates it is terrible. Like what do you? I doing? like this take. It's, yeah, that's a like, good take. Can you back off, please? Like first of all. Like, you know, stop yelling. This is a Wendy's. Second of all, are you, oh, you like, you don't do anything in your life to participate in something that is uh, part of capitalism. Like you, you, uh, you make your own clothes, you eat your own food that you have uh, harvested yourself. Uh, like, and, and third of all, like, can we just, like, is it really that bad of a thing to have a day that like encourages people to tell people that, that they love each other? That's so bad. Calm, calm down. Hmm. You're so emo and yet so angry. I like this combination. I mean, give me a break. It's it's. I like do agree with There's a take, bunch yeah. of garbanzo beans holidays. Let it let it let it live. Yeah, like oh, it's a hallmark hallmark holiday. Like I don't even know what that means. Right. Okay. Well, you don't. So like every holiday is a creation of of something for ulterior motives. Okay. okay. Like let's let's just let the day live. I'm you know and and that's not to say that. Uh, Valentine's Day can't be a, a tough day for people who who are alone. I'm sorry, like that's that's true. But wow, like, this is taking. Can we just? Can we just? Can we just like live and let live go. here? Okay, love and let love. <laughs> I have nothing else to add. That's all. I think you know. Back off. Yeah, we don't. Uh, we don't sell do do anything for Valentine's. We don't really. We don't do anything for our anniversary. Eh, you know. Birthdays, I'm not a big fan of. Well, yeah, we know. I mean, we know that you're a general curmudgeon, but that's... Every day yeah. is great. Every day yeah, is great. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, go out and make some grand gesture. Just, you know, 
cook a dinner together or something like that. That's all. Uh, Naya did share with me one of her chocolates, which is one of the nicer things she's done in the you know <laughs> last six months or so. That's fair. That's, that's fantastic. It's yeah. great. Good job. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Why don't we talk about some of the uh, the big football news, of which there is really none. But um, I don't know. You want to start with the Nick Foles fiasco and the Joe Flacco trade and, and where that lands on. Now, I know that you touched on this on the, on the Mina Kimes show, and i got to say, I'm just counting the days until you're trying to push me out and bring Ted Wynn in because it sounds like he's your, he's your guy. I mean, that I, was get, a, I get that no was love. Question. I get no love, and you don't even <laughs> drop the name of the podcast. I was, uh, I was a, little, a, little, a little disheartened by that performance out of you. What, what do the kids say? Thirsty? You can't be too thirsty? Is that what they say? Sure. You know, your first time on a show. You, you don't want to be over eager. She would have given me an opportunity to plug. I would have plugged. Well, I mean, sometimes you got to take that opportunity. Eh, that's not really my style in I life. I suppose that's podcasts, true. Anything, yeah. All right, Nick, Nick Foles and Joe Flacco. Well, I do think the Broncos. Uh, you know, you that was your team. You, you, I think. Well, had I thought a good that's where he there. was going. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- I don't think you were off base by that. Uh, you know, I think there are multiple reports that say that the Broncos did sort of kick the tires on Nick Foles, decided to go with Joe Flacco instead. I guess my initial take on them going after Joe Flacco, I, I find him to, you know, as I've said, to be one of the most difficult quarterbacks in the NFL to watch. He's 34 years old. I tweeted out some of his numbers earlier. My biggest if, issue, oh, sorry, is it, 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 the fact that he's 34 years old. It feels like he should be younger, right? I don't know. I don't, not. No, it feels because like he's been, been around, around forever. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's not like they gave up a lot. The contract isn't bad. You know, after further inspection, it doesn't really matter. You know, they can get rid of him after a year. If he sucks, I just feel like if you're John Elway, it seems like you feel like you have a pretty good defense, which they did statistically last year. You bring in a defensive coach, and you're trying to take a swing in a small window, and I just don't like Joe Flacco as a player at all right now. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Maybe he'll have uh, you know one of those weird veteran seasons that some quarterbacks tend to have late in their careers where they're really good all of a sudden for one year. I would be surprised if that happened, and so uh, I am a bit baffled by that. You were, I have to say, you were, I think, ahead of the curve in crushing Elway. Uh, he was your grouse last year, right? 2017, yes. 2017 season, you came out strong against him. It feels like now there's a lot of anti-Elway takes out there, so I do have to give credit for that. And it just seems like, you know, they, they just take a swing every offseason at a quarterback without any type of real plan, and they just have miss after miss after miss so uh in an eagles perspective it's one fewer team that would be interested in nick Foles. i still think uh that jacksonville remains the favorite maybe they there will be another team uh, i haven't thought that they've been we're going to be able to trade him anyway so that doesn't really change my opinion i guess it makes it a little bit less likely but i still think the most likely scenario is that this thing plays out they don't tag him he walks, and then uh, a team like Jacksonville, or maybe there will be another team, goes ahead and uh, and signs him as a free agent. Yeah, I don't, I uh, I don't hate this move for the Broncos as much as I initially thought that I would, uh, because as you said, they can get out of the contract next season for for no cost, right? Um, and I mean, obviously, LA has done a terrible job with quarterbacks, say for the uh, say for the Peyton Manning signing, but. I mean, you could convince me that 
you know, you made the point that that you know watching that Ravens offense was like the most you know eyeball bleeding experience in the league. But you know, maybe part of that is is the system and uh, the play calling, and maybe there's a chance you see some upside with Flacco. And if you were to trade for Foles, you're probably giving up a third instead of a fourth, and you're probably signing him to a contract that is tougher to get out of. So, uh, I mean, it's it's another band aid solution for them. And you know, you would you would think that you would try to aim higher than that. But I think I can at least buy some of the thinking for uh, for going after Flacco instead of Foles. But you're right. I mean, now it's it's it seems like the Jags, and then. There are no other obvious suitors. You can make a case for the Giants. You can make a case for Washington. You can make a case for Oakland. You can make a case for Miami. But um, it does seem like all signs are pointing to Jacksonville. Maybe you can make a case for Cincinnati, I guess, and especially with the Zach Taylor, Press Taylor connection. But uh, I think you're right. And and as you have talked about, the posturing from the Eagles that they're going to be willing to sign into a franchise tag does probably seem like a smokescreen. Yeah, the market is kind of interesting. I mean, Miami, it seems like by all the reports, uh, by the local reporters there, is basically going to tank. You know, they're not going to spend a lot of money on a quarterback. They're going to try to find one in this year's draft or in next year's draft. They have a defensive-minded head coach. I think they just want uh, kind of a body there. Uh, that, but I don't, I don't necessarily buy that. I mean, no, I know that you, I don't know. I know that's the yeah. the take from the from the local. I don't beats, think it's. Like, I'm not saying that's smart, but I it, I don't know. It I know, but like it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like an NFL team like that. Like the the infrastructure there, the GMs have the uh, like they have the job security to go into full on tank mode after they've already been bad. I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if it's full on tank mode, but it's I guess more so. We're not going to pay one of these free these guys who were not sold on. Um, I mean, that could be just as much posturing as the Eagles saying they're not going to, uh, you know, they're going to franchise tag fulls. It could be. It I don't, seems I don't, like I, they're really going to go into next season with nobody or who, you know, draft pick TBD. I don't know. I don't I don't think that I buy that necessarily. Okay. Plus, Brian, you know, you want to make the case that uh, Brian Flores got to see Nick Foles' best up close and personal. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Why not? Well, if they were to go the tanking route, I would, you know, they could go with someone like a, someone who's not good, like a Tyrod Taylor, who's not yeah. going to. I mean, they could just get, keep Tannehill. He's not going to throw interceptions. Yeah, there's Tannehill. I think Tannehill. Yeah, where is he going to go? Is he going to get a starting opportunity? Washington? I like. I I really liked your uh, Washington idea for him yeah. actually. Yeah, that feels yeah, tra- like that feels train like, wreck franchise, train wreck quarterback. Yeah, that feels like a, a match made in heaven. So we'll see, but or hell. Um, Giants, it's uh, you. You buy in the reports that they're holding on to Eli here for another year, and we'll draft somebody or try to draft somebody. Um, I'm buying. I'm buying that they will probably hold on to Eli for one more year, just because then they don't have to be forced to take a quarterback at six. But uh, I guess we're all. I'm also treating them like a rational actor, and they have not proven to be so. Yeah. So those are the teams, and then Oakland, I think, is the wild card. Uh, you know, our in in the athletic piece where we had all the beat writers chime in on whether their team would be interested in Foles. Uh, Vic Taffer, of uh, who covers the Raiders for us and has for a while, uh, you know, he indicated that he seemed to know that John Gruden is a fan of Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Mike Mayock has obviously been around uh, Philadelphia and around the team every preseason. So I don't know. That, that's one to kind of keep in mind if you're going to sort of uh, 
I don't want to say dupe a team, but dupe a team into <laughs> trade, trading for Nick Foles. I would think that would be one to maybe keep an eye on. What's but, uh, Dalton? What's Andy Dalton's contract situation? I think it's. I think it's a good. I think it's a nice team friendly contract. So they could get out of it. He could get out of it. Um, that I don't know. I mean, I'd rather have Nick Foles than Andy Dalton, wouldn't you? I mean, that's that situation is look. I mean, is is it a dumpster fire? They don't even have a. They can't even get a, a coordinator. But yeah, yeah. I wonder if Nick Foles would want to go. I mean, I don't know. I think they would. They're probably somewhat similar. I would have them both probably around the sixteenth to twenty. I guess Foles probably has that kind of upside if uh, he gets hot for a little stretch, but. I don't think there's that much of a difference between those two guys. Maybe you got the uh, the, the Zach Taylor, Press Taylor thing comes into play. Who knows? That's true. Maybe. Okay. Okay. That's Foles. Uh, That's Foles. Uh, Vinny Curry was released by the Tampa Bay Bucks. Some people thinking that maybe the Eagles should try to bring him back. What do you make of that? Um, If they want to corner the market on defensive ends who are unhappy with their playing time... (laughs) They would be able if they if they I think, I got think, Chris Long and Michael Bennett and then signed Vinny Curry. Yeah. They would have a bunch of guys who think they should be on the field more. So that would be fun. I think the last thing the Eagles should be doing is bringing bringing in a uh, over thirty defensive end who's not really that productive. So I think that's probably true. Yeah, he's I a think, rotational guy. That's who a pass for me. Maybe plays on early downs, but uh, I mean I don't. I don't know. I guess it would depend on what the price is. I wouldn't be sort of that excited about it. It depends. We don't know what's going to happen with Bennett and Long and Brandon Graham and all those guys. Mm -hmm. So there's sort of a lot of moving parts on the defensive line. You were uh, one of the uh, chosen few, the cool kids, who got to talk to Carson Wentz a couple weeks ago. About Vinny Curry, yeah. Um, But uh, what do you make of this, uh, this love fest? Between Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey, does it does it come across as um, uh, a little bit too manufactured for your your take? Does feel a little bit that way. It's a little weird. It's a little. It comes across (laughs) as a a little uh, like Hollywood tabloid romance. Yeah, the fact that they what game was that the Lakers game they showed up to? That might be right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that you know, you know, you're going to be seen on the big screen and uh, all that, and obviously, you know, some people thought maybe Alshon Jeffrey is uh, one of the guys in the whatever it was, the Philly Voice piece or some whatever. Some people have made that case. You know, so uh, that was interesting that those were the two that uh, showed up together. But I guess either way, it's a good thing, right? I suppose. Yeah. Maybe. Unless they like trade Alshon Jeffrey in a week or something. <laughs> yeah, or they trade Carson Wentz in a week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it did. It was all over social media and the broadcast and the big screen. Uh, somewhat, somewhat interesting. Somewhat interesting. I guess for February. Uh, how about uh, Antonio Brown? Looks yeah, like, what do you think? Look like, looks like he's shipped out. Well, you know, uh, just as you did the Nick Foles piece, we had, we had a piece on The Athletic surveying the team's beat writers on whether they would be interested in Antonio Brown. And I gave it a, I gave it a some chance just because, you know, Howie Roseman is, is never going to shy away from a big move. Obviously, you know, cost aside, he would help the Eagles. I mean, he would help most teams. Uh, I think they think that they can deal with difficult personalities. So uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's insane 
but it would come down to to what the cost is. I think I agree with you. I don't think it is insane. I mean, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they're the favorites or anything like that. But I'd be surprised if they at least made a call. I mean, anytime a player of that caliber caliber is available, you make a call. But I have no idea what. I don't think anyone really knows what's happened there. Would you Antonio give up, Brown? Yeah, I know. It, there's it seems like there's a lot going on. Um, yeah. On and off, if they're in the locker room and outside the locker room, but right. I'm sure they will. They will do their due diligence. I don't know. Would you give up? A, would you give up a second round pick for Antonio Brown? One of their two seconds. He is what 31. Let me let me look it up here. This We've done a lot of show prep here. Yeah. Oh. We're right in the middle of the uh, of the season. We're in mid season form. All right, he'll be 31 in July. That's a pretty good job out of me. So I guess that's uh, somewhat concerning. He's played. He's only missed. Well, the game he missed last year probably doesn't count, right? What happened? He just didn't show up or something to their biggest game of the season. Was that it? Is that what it was? Something weird there. (laughs) He had 15 touchdowns, almost 1,300 yards, 104 catches. Year before fifteen hundred. I mean, his numbers are insane. One, two, three, four, five, six, six straight, six straight seasons of like twelve fifty or more. Unbelievable. Um, Double-digit touchdowns in four of the last five. Uh, a second rounder. I mean, I don't know. I guess it, you would have to gauge whether do you think he's going to just totally uh, torpedo your locker room or not. I don't know how you... You would have to figure that out. That would be that would be good to figure out. I mean, I always say go ahead and take the swing on that stuff. But, again, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes there. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think they could do it. And especially okay. if he's just released and then it doesn't count against the comp pick, I could see them going, going after something. That's not going to happen, is it? Probably. I mean, I guess not. Okay. Who knows? Well, I don't know. We don't know anything. We've established that so far in this podcast. I know that's right. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, you wanted to talk about the reviews that came in hot and heavy after the Super Bowl podcast. Boy, the biggest flood of reviews we've ever... uh, Antonio Brown due to make, by the way, $12.6 million next year and eleven point three the following year. So it's like not a bad... It's a... Yeah, that's pretty that's, reasonable. It's a nice contract. Yeah. Has he has he uh, has part of his unhappiness been a demand for a new contract? Listen, we've established we have no <laughs> idea about anything. All we know is that we both think he's a good wide receiver, okay. which is a really hot take. Uh, that's a pretty. That's a. We're, yeah. we're going out on a limb here. I'm friends with friends. <laughs> Maybe we'll do some research and revisit this <laughs> during good our job. next fully in off season mode. Uh, yeah, we got a ton of reviews after. I mean, what even sparked this? Just that we said, you know, we're do- we did this spontaneous post-Super Bowl pod. And yes. If you want us to do another one, then leave a review. Yeah. I feel like the people normally, I'm the one, yeah, normally I'm the one yelling at them. I felt like uh, you berated them a little bit. But, man, we got flooded with reviews. So good job by everybody. Good job by everybody. And we have reached the special time of the year in which I call on everybody to whom I owe something. Uh, so to get back at us, uh, birds with friends podcast at gmail.com. Big Duff is the person who won the uh, playoff points prediction. Fran, good job. Yeah, so good job by Fran. Um, 
And everybody else, there's a, there's a, there are several people from, I believe, the crossword puzzle I did before the season, who I owe something to, and uh, one or two other people over the course of the year. So uh, if I owe you something, honor system, get to us at uh, birdswithfriendspodcast at gmail.com, and I will, uh, I will get stuff off to you. I've been cleaning out, doing a little cleanup of uh, my, uh, my parents' house, and, and I've got some, come across oh. some random things that will be funny to send to people. Okay. Very good. Uh, I got to get some of your, uh, your smoothie recipe, Sheila. We've been, we've been dipping into the magic bullet lately. Oh, the Nutribullet? It's a magic bullet. I don't know what the difference is. Is that different? I don't know. I don't know. I also made, I used the magic bullet to make, uh, for the first time, some homemade hummus the other night. Really? Yeah. Homemade, I don't those, know. Those garbanzo beans came in handy. Okay. Worked out well? Yeah, it was delicious. Okay. If I do Very say good. so myself. Very nice. All right. Why don't we get to Flu World Order? Mm, the people have been waiting. Uh, okay. So, Flu World Order, there are 21 players who we will be going through in this exercise. 16 unrestricted free agents, one restricted free agent, and no, sorry, 15 unrestricted. One restricted and five players of interest. Should we start with the players of interest? Again, to uh, to remind people, in case you don't just you know keep a Wikipedia of the rules of different Birds with Friends games in your mind, uh, we are ranking these guys from one to twenty-one in the likelihood that they will be back with the Eagles in two thousand nine for the. Uh, non-free agents, the question is whether they will be in training camp with the Eagles and no, whether they will be on the roster in week one. And for the free agents, the question is whether they will just re-sign a contract with the Eagles at any point in the calendar year of 2019. Mm. You got that? Yeah, I'm glad you clarified seconds before we're about to do the draft. Well, I mean, you knew the rules. I would hope. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's start with Nick Foles, Sheil. 1 to 21. Where oh, do wait, you wait. Have... No, 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 no. That's not how, how I did it. What? I thought we were doing. I thought we were doing a draft. No, 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 no. You rank it Didn't in... Didn't you call it a draft? I'm checking my text. Oh, I don't know what I, what I called it, but we did this exercise last year. You should have remembered. I don't remember. I, as soon as we're finished with the podcast, I clear it from my memory. Well, did you set a big board for yourself? why I did it in the first place. Did you? Did I... You... I I did, but it's uh, it's a little loose. I wanted to get no, no, the no, feel, no. the rhythm of the draft, see how <laughs> things were going. This is not a draft. This is a, oh, we just my we go, we rank in one to twenty-one. I explained this to you in the email. This is good. This is good behind-the-scenes stuff on on how uh, well prepared we are. Thinking we here, okay. Yesterday, four thirty-three p.m. Thinking we do quote the draft. Of all the impending free agents slash possible cuts for tomorrow. I'm not taking – you, you get no credit mark. for uh, harp, harping on me for word usage. You, you have played this game before. This is not a draft. All, right. all right. Let's do it your way. Your it's weird a rank way. order. It's a draft in some sorts. We're, set, we're comparing our big boards. Okay. You're lucky that uh, I don't care too much about this or I would put up a bigger fight. Well, that's good because the uh, the stakes here are the loser has to write the entirety of the Athletic Philly 100. 
<laughs> Wait, what is the Philly 100? Remember we did that for the for the draft last year? Oh. 100 draft no, prospects. No, I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> but what what would that be for 2020? <laughs> yeah, okay. We're not actually doing that. All right. <laughs> I think pasta fisios will suffice. Okay, yeah. A breakfast to be named later. Okay. All right. Are you are you prepared? I guess. Yeah, I'll make it work. I'll work my you know work my magic okay. here, improvisation skills. One to twenty one. How would you rank Nick Foles in his likelihood to be back with the Eagles in two thousand nineteen? So twenty one is the player we think there's no chance this guy is even setting foot in the Novacare complex again. Correct. Right? I have Nick Foles at sixteen. 16. Interesting. I have him at 18. So you have him a little bit more like you, you like him coming back a little bit more than I do. Maybe there's that surprise morning we wake up and find out Carson Wentz has been traded to the Raiders for three first round picks. It's possible. And, and Nick Foles is the starting quarterback. I don't think that's going to happen, but eh, maybe, I, you know, going through this exercise, I felt like it was hard to find people who I thought were going to I felt good we're going to be back. I don't know about you. Well, I have a I have a there were four people who I thought were likely to be back. There were four people who I thought were definitely not coming back. And then 5 through 17 was very tough to separate. I thought a bunch of these people yes. could come back. A bunch of them are probably but like none of them would surprise me. Nick Foles I have as the most likely of the players who I don't think is, who I definitely don't think is coming back to come back, if that makes sense. Okay. Kind of. Okay. Uh, how about Jason Peters? Hmm. This is going to be an interesting one. I have him at number three. Hmm. I have him at number two. Oh, baby! Really? Yes. Oh, so he's he's right back in there. I think I think the bodyguard is coming back. I think I think he is too. Yeah, someone should do a story about him. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, having looked at this, you know, the cost is not crazy. He's still, you know, at worst, what you know, a league average starter probably. Um, yeah. And you know, it's not like the Eagles have someone who is ready made to to step in. You know, we, I think we both like Vitai enough. Mylotta is certainly not ready. I think they could very well draft a tackle in the first two rounds, but uh, my expectation is that one more one more go round for JP. Yeah, I mean, if I were them, I would strongly consider not bringing him back. But that is not the uh, sense that I get of what they're going to do. I also don't think you know you could, in terms of pay. I know there's been a lot discussed here. He's not making crazy money for a. Right. Starting caliber left tackle. And if I were him, I would not take a pay cut because if you look at the sort of market out there, uh, the free agent market and the left tackles that are there, like I think he would definitely have interest uh, on the open market and get a nice deal. So, uh, you know, maybe not, obviously not a long term deal, but in terms of what he would get paid for uh, 2019, I think it would be a, a nice chunk of change. So I don't think that's an option uh, for that. I agree. Next up, again, going through the non-free agents first, Nelson Aguilar, who has, uh, the Eagles have technically picked up his option for, what, about $9 million for next season, but they could yep. simply uh, renege on that and make him a free agent. I have him at number four. I had a little bit of a tough time with this one, but I, I ended up putting him at number two. Oh, okay. 
Um, certainly, I could see them exploring other options, but free, you know, wide receiver free agents tend to get some pretty nice deals out there. You know, Paul Richardson got an eight million dollar deal last offseason. Marquise Lee Mar- got a nine. Lee. Marquise Lee, Tony Pauline, right? That's right. Got a nine million dollar deal last offseason, and he so did? jeez. Yeah, and so I think you know it. it uh, I wasn't happy with the. Uh, I didn't think he played all that well last year. Uh, certainly didn't seem to have the same impact as he did the previous year. Although if you look at the numbers, they weren't crazy different from uh, 2017 to 2018. It's not like they're stocked at the wide receiver position. So it would have to take them making a big move. For example, if tra- if you trade for Antonio Brown, then maybe you say, all right, right. we're not, we're not Nelson Aguilar $9 million. If something like that happens, that would not stun me if they traded for a, a different wide receiver or, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they found a different way to get a wide receiver who's talented, who can be a starting uh, level player. But I think sort of as they sit now, I don't think you just cut Nelson Aguilar to save that money and spend it elsewhere. I agree. Next up, the 2018 Osprey Award winner for uh, Shields Dovebird of the Year, Chris Long, who I, I believe uh, is the one who uh, came across my timeline as so, so anti-Valentine's Day. Oh, that sounds like a, uh, you might have to confront him one-on-one. I might have to. I'll meet him at, the, I'll you, meet him at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. I was going to say, if you get the opportunity, who knows if he'll be back. That's right. Uh, I had a tough time with this. This is a tough one. I ended up putting him at number five and not feeling good about it. Well, Sheil, I ended up putting him at number five and not feeling good about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I. So there is a the Eagles can't. How exactly is his contract structured? Because he's not technically a free agent, but there's a. You know, I'm still trying to dig on this and okay. haven't been able to get a clear answer. I think he has a. There's an option, but I don't know the exact terms of it, I believe, right. for uh, next year. So still, yeah, I, I've actually been thinking about that because it seems confusing. So hopefully can get some more information on that soon. I mean, I know that he made, he, he made a point to say that he wants to, he wants to play. He's still productive. He doesn't want to, to be a backup necessarily. But I also don't think that he is someone who wants to go somewhere just to play and be a part of a uh, non-competitive team. So I would, I would be pretty surprised. Well, I, I don't know about pretty surprised. I think the ranking reflects it. I would be a, I would be a number five point surprise if he goes elsewhere. I also didn't really get the sense that he, he wanted to retire. It seems like he can still play. It was unlike last year. Last year, it seemed like he was really considering retiring. This year, it seems like he, he wants one more year. Yeah. At least. So I think I would agree with you. I mean, that's a lot to sort of move your family and new teammates and building and culture and all that. I, I mean, I do think it seems like he genuinely has taken to Philadelphia quite a bit. He, he has spoken about that at length. So it just, it just kind of depends. I mean, I, I, I was confused by his comments about his role to be quite honest. Yeah, he played I, a lot. I, I thought he played the amount he should play. I think he's a rotational defensive end. Uh, his numbers were, decent it didn't feel like he had the same impact he had the year before um but if you keep him around as a rotational player and think you can still get some uh, production out of him next year i think that's fine michael bennett 
next on the clock? I've got Michael Bennett at number four. I've got Michael Bennett at number three. I feel like unless there's something going on behind the scenes that uh, we don't know about that that turned them off to him, uh, I really don't see why you would not bring this guy back. And they already whether you know you could you could maybe connect the dots if you wanted to be a bit of a conspiracy theorist and say that potentially getting rid of Chris Wilson as the defensive line coach could have been connected to uh, Michael Bennett if there was get some No, I, I did not buy that at all. Okay, that's fine. And to get rid of a coach you like to get one more year out of this guy? No, I 30s. agree. But if you, were, if, if, if you think that there were problems, it's likely that that would have been where the problems were, right? I mean, Yeah, I, I, I mean, there, it's possible that there were problems and that— I don't uh, think it was like, you know, him or me pick one, right. something like that, but— I just think organizationally, you don't say, "Hey, we like Chris. Chris Wilson's a good coach, of but course. he butts heads with Michael Bennett. Let's keep Michael Bennett for one year. Of course, get rid of a good coach." I mean, Michael Bennett was extremely productive, as we uh, have have talked about since the start of the last season, uh, and he's on a very reasonable deal for for an edge rusher. I think. I think, unless there is something going on, he will be back. Yeah. All right. Next up, the one restricted free agent. Mr. Nate Sudfeld, who uh, was originally a sixth-round pick of, of Washington, so the Eagles could choose to tender him at the second-round level or the original round level, which would be a, a sixth-round pick. I have him as numero uno. So do I. <laughs> I have a tough time seeing the a scenario where he's gone. So do I. I mean, you could, you, you, could, you could convince me that there's a chance the Eagles trade Wentz or Foles, uh, and if either happens, I would expect that Nate Sudfeld is the primary backup. How about how about this? Tom Coughlin goes up to Mr. John D. Filippo and says, "Hey, you know, we we got this deal in place yeah. for Nicky Franchise. Here's what we're thinking." And D. Filippo says, "Not so fast, my friend. Get me Sudfeld. Give me the AJ Philly special. Get me Suddy. He's cheaper. We have to give up less. And he's gonna he's an ascending player. That's the guy I want." I could see that. It's not insane. It's not insane, <laughs> okay. but it would have to take like a probably take a third round pick. Well, it would take whatever the uh, tender is, right? Oh, well, that's true. Well, no, because the Eagles can just match. Then the Eagles can but, match. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. All right, on to the free agents. Uh, let's start. Let's do this alphabetically. So we start with J Ajayi. You know what really gets my goat? What's a pet peeve of mine? Lists uh, or anything that is listed first name alphabetically as opposed to last name alphabetically. Who does that? Where do you even I, see that? I, I, don't get me started. Uh, I, I've seen this places, and I don't like it. I don't see it anywhere. Okay. You're looking in the wrong places. Okay. Okay. Uh, that get, that don't, <laughs> I don't like that one bit. All right. All right. J.J. I've got Jay Ajayi at number nine. I don't think he's going to be back. Interesting. He's part of this. He's part of this muddled middle. Yeah. I mean, really, all these guys in the middle, uh, water gun to my head. I don't think they're going to be back. But I was just sort of comparing him to some of the other guys, and uh, so I landed at at number nine. You know, maybe there's no market for him, and he realizes he's he's only going to get a one year deal. Maybe they strike out on some of the mid-level running back free agents they would like to pursue. Um, 
and they bring him back for very cheap. I don't know. I don't Probably think that. I, I don't think that's the craziest thing in the world at all. I, you know, they have to make some changes at the running back position. But you know, say they sign some cheap veteran. Uh, you know, Corey Clement, some mid round draft pick. Why not? Why not also bring back JGI for uh, a cheap one year deal as he works to to rebuild his value? And you know, you have you have some kind of. Uh, proven running back on the roster. I don't know. It's, it's what do you think insane. about what do you think about Mark Ingram? I like Mark Ingram, but you know, he's like any veteran running back. He might have too many too much tread on the tires. I mean you're probably only gonna have to commit to any of these guys for one year. I would think That's he's twenty nine years old. Uh, I don't mind my Mark Ingram. Okay. I have JJ at number twelve. Okay. But I feel like that may be too high. I think I, I may like your nine a little bit a little bit better. Mm. Well I don't like my nine. Okay. Next up DJ Alexander, oh boy, who played? Uh, can we know, can half- we just can can we just do him and Leroy Reynolds at the same time? <laughs> we, I suppose we could. Yeah, let's uh, just do that. I have them ranked one one uh, one away from each other. I hope you do as well. <laughs> Me too. Who'd you put first? I have Leroy Reynolds at ten and DJ Alexander at eleven. Oh, so close. I had Leroy Reynolds at eleven <laughs> and DJ Alexander at twelve. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I have Leroy ahead just because he was more durable and he was the one of the two that was actually allowed to play a couple snaps on defense. Um, and that's why. Yeah, I mean, the the back-end linebackers on your roster, you generally are churning uh, every year, it feels like. Both guys made contributions on special teams, but I think you would... Want to fill I those. sort of I, I sort of expect that one of them will be back. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they're too maybe they're too low here, but that would be a failure. And the then team. if we get to well, if we get to the <laughs> why, why don't we hop ahead to Jordan Hicks because part of it, like I feel like if Jordan Hicks goes, then all of a sudden you're only bringing back two linebackers who were on the team last year. I don't know. Maybe that that's probably not that bad of a thing, but they don't have to make the team. They could just come back for training camp. I don't know. I could see. I could. See, I, I think that one of them is coming back. Okay, I could see it. Maybe. I think. Well, you would rather have younger guys who actually have a chance to contribute to the defense. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not. They're there. They're there to get beaten out in training camp. Like, yeah. You bring back Leroy Reynolds and hope that Asante Brown takes his job. Right. Okay. Why don't we just skip ahead to Jordan Hicks then? Jordan Hicks. Okay. I'm a little. I'm a. I don't know if I. Go ahead. I may be wrong here. I've got him pretty low. I've got him at 14. I have him at 8. Wow. Again, I don't like it. I don't think he's going to be back, but it's comparing him it's to some not, of the other guys. It's not crazy. I mean, I think that um, I think there's a good chance that Jordan Hicks tests out the market, realizes there's not much of a market, and the Eagles bring him back on, you know, the same deal that's getting on, like, you know, all things being, being equal, would he rather just come back to the Eagles? I find him to be a very difficult projection because there aren't a ton of sort of starting caliber linebackers with some upside. If you think he has some upside, I don't know that I, I think that gets overblown to be quite honest. Uh, but there aren't a ton of those guys at the same time. The guys missed 21 games in four seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has zero forced fumbles and zero interceptions in his last 19 games, the last two years, I think. He's just like a, I don't know, 
He's sort of, to me, he's a mediocre linebacker with durability issues. How much are you going to pay that guy? I have no idea. That's Maybe why there's yeah, a team that would say I he's a right. bit, That's, That know? probably makes it more likely that he comes back. On the other hand, he's 26. Seems to have good leadership skills. Yep. It's not a great market, so maybe there will be a team that will say, "Yeah, we, you know, we'll, we will pay him," um, and he won't be back. So, yeah, I think the way you spelled it out is the way he does come back. I don't know if that will happen uh, or not. I think he's one of the more difficult of their free agents to sort of project. I think uh, I think it should probably be noted, just uh, to say it, that the fact that he is a uh, a Chip Kelly draft pick makes it. If I'm flipping a coin, I think it's I think it's weighted a little bit more towards how he doesn't necessarily care if he comes back. I like that. Uh, okay, back to the alphabetical order. Phew. Ronald Darby. Ronald Darby I have at number 13. Hmm, I have him at number 16. I think I should have him lower. I think you're right. I think the only way... I, I, we have talked about it before. The, the the way that he comes back is if there's you know no market at all, and he decides to come back on a on a one year prove it deal. But I think that the free agent cornerback class, and I know you've been doing some digging on on the free agent class as a whole, is probably weak enough that that he will get paid somewhere else, and the Eagles are are in no position to uh, to pay him when they have other options who are just as good and just as young. Absolutely. It is a weak cornerback class. Uh, some of the guys thought to be good players are more uh, nickel and sub package players. So, um, you know, the one thing he has going, the two things he has going for him. One is he's only going to be 25 at the start of next season. And two is that he has good cover skills. So that's like a base where generally in free agency where all these teams need to upgrade a cornerback, uh, a guy like that will get paid. So I, I would be very surprised if he were back with the Eagles. All right. Next up, I would say probably the most interesting. Oh, decision. Mm. And that is, uh, that is the man himself who had the biggest play in franchise history, Brandon Graham. Mm. I can't believe where I have Brandon Graham. I'm surprised where I have him too. You're throwing me off with your weird, uh, you know, I think he was one of those I wanted to sort of see how the draft was going and, you know, where I might take him. But rules are rules. I ended up putting him at number six. Sheila, I have him at number six as really? well. Yes. The, huh. the, the lowest ranked of all the free agents is where I have Brandon Graham. Interesting. Um, now, so, so let's do that. What is interesting is that I have, I have Graham, Long, and Bennett all in the top six. And I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if one of those is gone. Um, but I think yeah, Brandon Graham of the free back. agents, it, what, why I have him so high is that he is the most, uh, worthy of like an actual contract. Um, he's still a productive player. And I think we are, I think that he is, you know, he's going out, he's, he's going for money probably, but he's also, I think, you know, all things being equal, I think he would like to be back in Philadelphia. He's he's made that he's made it clear how much he you know likes the city and the franchise. So I'm interested. I'm very interested to see what happens with Brandon Graham. Well, you know what? It's a loaded group of pass rushers. Like that is far and away uh, the best position with free agency. However, it could look very different um, very soon with franchise tags. I mean, guys like. 
Demarcus Lawrence, uh, D. Ford, Jadevian Clowney, Frank Clark, like all, all four of those guys could potentially mm. be franchise tagged, which would be, I guess, good news for Brandon Graham and probably bad news for the Eagles if they want to bring him back because right. there would be less options for other teams out Fewer. there. Fewer. But there are, yeah, there are other guys. Trey Flowers from the Patriots is out there. Stinks. That guy's are way overrated. <laughs> Grady Jarrett. Well, you, tell, a, you tell me the last time the Patriots let a like, pass rusher in his prime go and he came back to haunt them. Well, Chandler Jones has been very good since they let him go. Okay, he enough. just plays for a sucky team. Good point. Yeah, he's had a nice, nice career in Arizona. Uh, let's see who else is out there. Uh, Ziggy Ansah, I guess, is sort mm, of in that mix. Doesn't look like the Ansah. With uh, Brandon Graham, uh, Zadarius Smith of the Ravens, Dante Fowler. I mean, there are there's quite a few names out there, and right. sort of. And Brandon you know, Graham did not find the market he was expecting last time he was a free agent, and he was you know three or four years younger then. And his nut, pass rush numbers were not good last year. I mean, he had four sacks and eleven right. quarterback hits all year. I know he was coming off the injury. He's thirty one years old. Uh, it's going to be really, really fascinating. I, I, I sort of feel like he's hit free agency at the worst possible times in his career. Right. I mean, the first time he's coming off what they're playing that three, four, right. He makes the right. transition and then he goes to the free agency and it didn't work out. And now he's 31. Um, you know, if this, if you were a free agent after last season, think about it. You're, you're playing in the Super Bowl. You make the huge play. You're coming off nine and a half sacks. Yeah, that's that, a good point. That guy's getting paid a lot, so he's getting screwed. I kind of feel bad for him uh, a little bit in that respect. He's right. still making plenty of money and has a, uh, by all accounts, is very happy with his life. I want to give Brandon Graham a <laughs> shout out for his, his videos of his daughter on his Instagram stories are some of my favorite social media content. Yeah, he, he does he does have some I can't uh, believe I just said the phrase some of my favorite social media content. Uh, really? I really am ashamed of myself speaking for saying that. of That's which my, speaking of which my wife said uh you know after our last pod she was like I'm with you. I want more on what happened with Bo behind those scenes in the in the meetings with those advertisers. Mm. <laughs> oh, you're quiet. This is the first time I don't know what's, I what's proprietary or not. about anything. Well, you have to understand that my focus was on the social media aspect of it. Uh, okay. But yeah. I don't know, there were some inter- there were some interesting things. I'll, uh, maybe I'll cobble together some some no- news and no- no- notes and nuggets. I mean, we want the good stuff. Don't okay. just like give us filtered. I mean, the best <laughs> part the best part I will say is you know there's there is in like the the war room, uh, you know there's one of those uh, screens that's like a real time monitor of the hashtag. And the like, war room of what? Like what are we talking about here? Well, this is our this was the, during the Super Bowl. Okay, so your the war room at your company. It was a different agency that we were working in conjunction with. I've never heard you been more be more shady about anything. I don't want to what say specific kind of names. Job, what kind of job did you have before we pulled you into the athletic? Oh, baby, this I is can't explain it myself. Oh, I'm doing some reporting on this bad boy in the market. Okay. okay. <laughs> the first time you've been shook in two years. <laughs> I'm not shook. <laughs> First time you've been I just don't really know what I can say, what I can't topic. say. Oh, this is good. <laughs> and let's just say that uh, if you read the Seth Wickersham Brown story. I did. You know, every now and then something like that would pop up on the feed. Oh, baby, yeah. Give us the good stuff. Which is funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can tell. You don't want to dig deeper right now. We'll, we'll wait until one of these pods where you've had a couple in you. And that's, then we'll... probably, that's probably the right way to play it. 
Okay. All what right. Next where up, after Brandon Graham, who else but Corey Graham, your favorite? Wait, where did you – you had Brandon Graham six, We both also, had him right? six, yeah. Uh, Corey Graham. <laughs> I'm so mean to Corey you Graham. You are so mean. You have him at 21? <laughs> I have him at 21. <laughs> I have him at uh, 19. I mean, what is the scenario where Corey Graham – I can't even think of it. I don't think he wants to be back. No, the scenario I is – I mean, the back. scenario is like knock on wood, like Malcolm Jenkins suffers a significant injury in training camp or something like that. And that's who you're going to bring in to replace him? Well, I mean – they got to bring in somebody. No, you did. Avante Maddox and Rodney McLeod. There you go. Okay, that's Done. probably right. Okay. There's no scenario. <laughs> there, there's God, a someone's scenario. Someone's going to bring this back if there is, but if it happens. But no, I have not 21. Okay. I've been uh, 19. Next up, where are we alphabetically? Looks like Chris Maragos, who I may have- or may not even still be alive. I have him at 20. I also have him at 20. I just, I mean, he could come back to be on the coaching staff, but I don't think his playing days are still continuing. Yeah, seems like a, seems like a, a good guy to yeah. have around. Yeah. J-Matt, J-Matt, J-Matt. Jordan Matthews. I have Jordan Matthews at 15. Hmm, I have him at 13. Uh, to I, me, Jordan Matthews is a guy I could see them bringing back uh, and sort of like, you know, what I was saying about Leroy Reynolds. Like, you bring him back to training camp on a non-guaranteed deal, hoping that someone's going to beat him out. He doesn't play special teams. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, I think if he played special teams, I, he's a fine. He can be your fourth receiver. I don't have an issue with that. But uh, given that he does not, you would think that you would – find some guys in the draft or free agency or trade and that Matt Collins comes back and you wouldn't have a roster spot for him. Right. See if he lands somewhere else. Who knows? Next up, the person that I have at number 21, I'm going to guess that you have him at 19. And the best part about him, if the Eagles did resign him, would be our expectation of the tweet. I'm back. Hello, Dinata. I have him at 18. 18, wow. Ooh, I'm interested to see who you have at 19. It's really nobody interesting. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think as we saw, you know, they made a mistake signing Halodinata, and Trayvon Hester basically gave you Halodinata production at a much cheaper price. And uh, backup, defensive tackle, spend as little money as you can there. Richard Rogers is next up in flu that's, world order. That's who I have at 19. That's who you have at 19? Yeah. What, you think he's back? I have Richard Rogers at seven. Wow. You think he's coming? You think Rich Rod's coming back, huh? I think Dick Rod is coming back. I think really? there's a good chance. They got to sign somebody for that, that third tight end job. Do you? Yes. They gotta have somebody there. I mean, they, it's not like they paid him much in the first place. They're gonna have to pay him even less this year. I think they like him a little bit. You know, they did bring him back off of IR. What in the world would they do? They possibly like about him? He's still young-ish. He can catch a little bit. He was a, a sufficient blocker. They someone in the world has to be their third tight end, uh, and I think they could bring him back for a pretty cheap price. Oh my gosh. I Richard think Rogers? I, I, water gun to my head. I think he's on the team next year. 
Am I looking at this correctly? He had zero. Did he not have a catch last year? I think he had one catch. Oh, I don't know. I'm looking at. I'm pretty uh, sure he had one catch because I think he was the answer to the question. Like, oh no, the, oh yeah, the sorry, four players is... who had one catch or something. What is this weird thing I'm looking at? What's this showing me? The postseason? I don't know. What are you What are you looking at? I don't know. It's ESPN's Eagles page. You would think this would be pro, a Pro Football Reference. Everybody knows that. No, I'm going to our partner, Sport Radar. Tougher to get. Just go right to his Pro Football Reference page. It's oh, very easy. Tell, don't tell me what to do. Right, I'm my own man. Ba- instead, you're going back to your former company first. I'm my own man. Doesn't sound like it. Sounds like you're beholden to your your former overlords. Listen, don't try to turn this former employer thing on me. Mm-hmm, okay. Go go on that go on that podcast again and and forget to drop our name. I'm happy to speak about anything that happened at my former employers, unlike somebody. <laughs> oh, please, <laughs> I don't believe that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Richard Rodgers had two catches for 24 yards in 11 games. So yeah, get that guy back. I mean, I'm not saying give him please. a million dollars guarantee. It. Why haven't they done it yet? <laughs> who who who? Like, I mean, who are we gonna sign? It has to be somebody. Let's see. What did he make last year? Seven hundred and ninety thousand. Yeah, eight hundred and eighty thousand dollars. He got a he got a forty five thousand dollars signing bonus. Yeah, and I think he played up to that expectation. Bring him back. Twenty seven. Eh. I think this. I think I think this. That right there might have swung the flu world order. I may be looking at two straight championships. Well, you know what's interesting? How about? This, because if they are going to switch to this uh, 12 personnel offense that everyone keeps telling me about, Mm -hmm. which is why you drafted Dallas Goddard in the second round, then is that third tight end a little more more important? Do you need someone who's who's a little bit better in case one of your top two guys gets injured? Maybe. Or not. I think he's fine. All right. I mean, whatever. It's a fringe, fringe roster player. I totally agree with that. All right. Okay. Uh, next up, I would say probably the second or third most interesting free agent, depending on how you feel about Jordan Hicks. And that is, uh, Mr. Third round pick himself, Golden Tate. Yeah. What was that? What was, I wasn't able to follow this. He tweeted something something about like, Oh, you can actually negotiate an extension before March. It sounded like he was unhappy with you know, maybe trying to negotiate with the Eagles and they were unwilling, uh, that would that would be oh. what the T-Reads would say, but I don't know if that's what he intended. So the, so the Eagles told him, like, they weren't allowed to negotiate just right. because they didn't, they didn't want to? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, <laughs> yeah, you, like, you make up an excuse. The lies I tell my kids every day is what right. it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, the, ice, the, the grocery store is closed. We can't, the ice cream yeah. store is closed. If you watch another uh, Butterbeans Cafe, our roof will fall down. You know, anything. anything oh, wow. You, you go that? That's uh, Listen. Have you ever used, used that before? It, no, but it goes to a dark place that's in this terrifying. house. That's uh, Daily. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. Okay. Uh, I've got Golden Tate 10th. Mm, I have him too low. I have him at 15. I don't, I don't know that that's true. I think that's too low. I think because if because the the – if Aguilar doesn't come back, you presume that Tate probably does come back. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I, I regret having him quite so low. 
But you think Aguilar is going to be back. I so do. So what's yeah, the problem? Okay. Lots of, slot, lots of slot receivers on the market. Yeah. Your boy Cole Beasley. Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys. How are the Patriots doing cap-wise? Because they got a lot of money to spend on these white guys. Randall Cobb. Uh, Jamison Crowder. Mm. Clam Crowder. It's like every one of these little, little slot receivers is on the market. Yeah, prob- um, probably for a reason. Okay. All right. The ageless, Darren Sproles. I have him at 14. I have him at 8. Re- oh, you think he's back? I don't think that he's back, but I think if he eight. is back, it's with the Eagles. Oh, my gosh. No, they, they can't. I mean, of course they need to move on, but... You know, they haven't done it in the past. Uh, I, uh, he I might be too low for me. They've learned some lessons from last offseason, I think. Mm, okay. Uh, next up, Mike Wallace, who, of course, had zero catches. This is an Interessante Samuel one. I think so. I think so. I have him at seven. Mm, I have him at nine. This uh, is tough because you need the vertical receiver. You want the vertical receiver. And you're looking at the market. I mean, even a guy like John Brown is probably going to get a lot of money, I would think. I don't know. Maybe you bring Wallace back. Yeah. I mean, um, I think you should be able to do better. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, there's a reason that his body broke down. He is, he is old. You don't want to sign another old guy. And obviously you would think that that would affect his speed. But, you know, they have, they, he was in the building all year. They have a sense of how he fits in. They did, you know, put him on the return from injured reserve so that if they had made it further in the playoffs, he could have had a chance to come back. It's not crazy. I mean, he didn't have a market last year, right? So it's – and now he's coming off a season-ending injury and is a year older. Yeah. Which are, which are all reasons to not bring him back. Right. <laughs> to not expect anything from him. But if, if it's one of those veterans who you're bringing back and hoping you can upgrade through the draft or something like that, um, I don't know. It, I, it's possible, I think. What do you think is more interesting, what the Eagles do at running back Either. or what they do at wide receiver this offseason? Um, I don't know. I think what they what? do at wide receiver is more interesting. Okay. Okay, that's all. All right, Chance Warmack, last one, rounds it out. Oh, this is the last one? Yeah. 17. Hey, me too. All right. That's exciting. He's def- He's probably coming back. Yeah, I mean, I would have put him at 21 if I... but. I, I don't know why he was here last year. So well, yeah, he should be. He should. We should have. We should have put him at four. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the biggest difference here is the Richard Rogers one, seven versus nineteen. Everything Boy. else was was fairly close. You love Richard Rogers. Jordan Hicks is uh, f- the second biggest disparity, six point swing. I have him at fourteen. You have him at eight. Okay. Okay. What Who's keeping track of this? Are you? I always do. I know that you won't keep track of anything. Well, yeah. I mean, it was either you or a listener. It wasn't going to be me. (laughs) That's for sure. All right. (laughs) Now let's get to the laundry list of things that you'd like to talk about. Boy, okay. Uh, Let's start with train etiquette. On the train yesterday, it's packed, 
And is it an Amtrak or a Jersey Transit? NJ Transit. Okay. And there is a guy, probably I would say younger, younger than me. I've ridden a lot of trains in my life, so I have some very uh, set in stone beliefs about train etiquette. So I'm excited. Puts, puts all his stuff on the window seat. And then sits in the aisle, and no one can sit with them. Packed train? Packed train. Like, I've never... I had. And there's no one. overhead? Or there is Post overhead? Um, hmm, I don't know. I didn't need to use the overhead. But, like, packed. If it's a Jersey Transit, then there, should, the have been, there should have been overhead. Yeah, I, I mean, that's obviously, that's obviously a foul. Well, I mean, well, what do you do in that situation? You ask him. I mean, the conductor should ask him to move his stuff. Oh, what a jerk. Like, what yeah. makes you so important that you – we all want our own uh, – Was it pair- like a big hulking bag that he had or was it just like a briefcase? It's one of those like – yeah, one of those big like – not quite that you take like backpacking like those things, but it was a big – it was a very big backpack. Could it have fit between his legs? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's a, vi- that's a violation I would say. It's a dang. He also had like his jackets and stuff over there, like the jacket you can put on your lap at least. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that this this guy's a uh, a clown. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, you had a, a, an experience restaurant wise that you wanted to get my thoughts on. I did. Uh, you recommended a nice restaurant. Went there with some uh, friends. This was a few weeks ago. Yeah, I've never um, actually been there myself, but okay. I've heard good All things. Right. We, it, was an, it was a nice place, a nice meal. We order, um, they, you know, we order everything, whatever. I, I can't remember. If, we got some sides, not appetizers. Uh, and then we hand in our menu, and, you know, that's that. We're just sitting there to have some drinks, waiting for our food. But then it wasn't the, the waitress. It was like uh, somebody else comes over who works at the restaurant and is like, you know, is it – Everything going good? Can I get you guys some dinner rolls? We say, oh, yeah, sure. You know, who's going to turn that down? Mm -hmm. But then we got charged for the dinner rolls. Ooh, yeah, that's... That's no good, right? Dinner rolls should be complimentary 100%. I mean, and if they're not, you're coming up in that... The way that's expressed to me indicates that it's uh, complimentary. 100%. I I think you're right to be peeved. Okay. To be miffed. Okay. Uh, my, my hashtag sports Indian story. Yes. Uh, down at the senior bowl, had the pleasure of meeting, uh, a mutual, a friend of, uh, of Mr. Fran Duffy. Sot, who is the defensive line coach at Cornell. Oh yeah. He is a, he is a hashtag sports Indian. We had a good time. Okay. Uh, one evening, you know, him, him, Fran and I had, we were having a good time and the next day. Uh, at the practice, he sat, calls me over and says, uh, Hey, by the way, do you know Sheila Kapadia? Oh, yeah. And, and hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, no, finish first. Sorry. And, and I said, I know him. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's my partner. That's, that's my guy. And he's like, I was like, why? How do you know him? He goes, uh, you know, I don't really know him, but he followed me on Twitter like a year ago. Yeah. So that's that's you just you just went around following hashtag sports Indians. So a football coach who was Indian, I, yeah. I, I have, that's like three, and from the Philadelphia area, and from the I think he I saw Fran tweeting Fred. about him. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I saw. Fran I want to know how this. I don't want to know how this went about. Like, do you have some some database you're mining of all these hashtag sports Indians? 
I wish I did. No, I think that's what it was. I think Fran tweeted something about him, perhaps. And I saw a football coach that was a sports Indian. I'm following that guy 10 out of 10 times. Oh, all right. What I don't understand is you guys have a whole night where you're hanging out, having a good time, and my name doesn't come up once, where it's not till the next day where he's asking this? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's oh please. You didn't, you didn't mention me on the podcast, on the Mina Combs show. I'm not going to. pathetic. Yeah, you got nothing. A whole night, good times, drinks had, no mention. Okay. All okay. Right. Uh, anyway, I thought that was fantastic. Do you know Sheila Kapadia? Do I know Sheila Kapadia? Uh, all right, your list from uh, your trip to Austin. First of all, how you know, was the trip? Well, some of these aren't very good. These were written down, uh, you know, after a few, uh, what is it, bevidas? Mm. That's okay. Know. Okay. Uh, and so some of them I don't have much to add <laughs> reading them now. I have the That's okay. In front of me. All right. Uh, the trip was good. The weather was terrible. Ooh. It was, uh, it was uh, cold and rainy, and so that put a little damper on it. But uh, other than that, I enjoyed the town. Well, let's jump right ahead to then uh, Austin over Nashville. Well, that's a no-brainer. I mean, if you're, uh, you know, go. I don't know why. Why do people go to Nashville again? Like, like bachelor and bachelorette yeah. parties? Is that? Oh, Austin is much better to go to. I feel Rainy Street. Ever been there? I have. Oh yeah, I feel like that's much better did than anything. Pop into a little. Did, there's that little uh, pool hall there. Did you pop in there? No, I didn't do a pool hall. Okay, that was good. I, 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 I Austin over Nashville, I think is is a no-brainer. I totally agree. Okay. All right. Okay. The uh, only I, tough, the only bad thing about Nashville is it's tough to get to. Usually, you mean Austin? Austin, sorry. Yeah, usually, yeah. usually requ- requires a uh, change of flight. That's true. Although Nashville was not easy for us to get to this year. That's a good point. Uh, three uh, identical strangers. Have you seen this? I have. I think I recommended it to you, and I think it was our. Uh, I think, or or at least friend of the pod, Defop Michael Weber recommended it to me, and I recommended it to you, or he recommended it to you straight. Oh I don't remember boy. It, uh, I, there, there was some salty discharge out of mm, my... Yeah, uh, that's a tough one. Eye sockets there that on one, the That one really turns on you. What a story. Yeah. Okay. So that's all you have? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Just what a story. A movie yeah, I enjoy. I, I don't want to give anything that. away. Okay. It's, it's rare that uh, I feel the salty discharge when I watch a uh, movie. And I didn't it was know a salty you, discharge. Yeah, I didn't know you had that in you. Yeah. Okay. You must have thought, your wife must have thought your machine was broken or something. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Shoplifters is my favorite movie so far that I have seen. Okay. This year. Recommended. All right. Um, well, the Lime. What's that? No, I just feel like we don't use the Lime enough. You know, anytime, <laughs> any, anytime, you, anytime you do like, um, you know, Mexican food or they give you the, uh, do you have like a Mexican food, uh, cerveza of choice? Uh, not necessarily, but I, I, I agree with you. I like, I like a Lime. And, uh, I, I like it. I feel like it adds something. I feel like it's underused by us. No, that's fair. I like a lime. My wife had a chance to order a dose, but she said Dos Equis. Mm. I really couldn't get over that the rest of the trip, so it kind of put a... Did you order the dose? No, I ordered the uh, Negro Modelo. Modelo, sure. Okay. Uh, uh, Captain uh, Underpant text. <laughs> well, <laughs> my mom just... Uh, she was watching the kids... And said, like, are they allowed to watch Captain Underpant? And she didn't. It's Captain <laughs> Underpant. And so uh, that's kind of a fun, uh, not necessarily sports Indian or robotics Indian, but a fun Indian thing is that, uh, you know, the adding the S unnecessarily or not adding the S. Mm. And so I enjoy that. 
I don't think that is uh, only the property of, of Indians. Uh, you know, no? I think of Asante Samuels, and uh, I think that's actually no. a, a bit of a Philly thing. Really? I think that does happen a lot. Chase like, Daniels. Well, yeah, for names, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, fair enough. Right. Uh, uh, Gropple? Advertising War Room, I see you skipped over. We've, we already, already, we've already addressed it. <laughs> yeah, that, do you know what that is? I've never heard of it. That is this precipitation that was falling on our heads where it's uh really I don't I don't know what it is. It's not it looks kinda like a hail, but it hits your head and your clothes and it's not wet. And so that was falling on us in the streets of Austin. And uh what is some it like ver- a little pebble? Yeah, it's a little pebble. Does it this hurt? very this very ambitious barista was telling us all about it. Does it hurt? Uh when you have a bald head like mine and you forgot to wear your hat, it does hurt a little bit, yes. Wow. Sounds yeah. painful. I've never heard that of that in my life. Okay, well there you go. Well, why don't you this, take us down? Because now that you've got it ahead of you, I feel like you you, you should just go. Well, this I had never about. seen before. On the plane, a guy was going to the bathroom, and he brought in. He had his wireless headphones on, brought the iPad into the bathroom, did his business, and came out. He did this twice. I mean, that's disgusting. That right? is a that is a a horrific uh, thing to witness. Uh, I, that's that's out, out, absolutely outrageous. Brutal. Okay. Uh, the breakfast taco, I feel like, why do I have to go to Austin and have a breakfast taco? Amen. You're telling me that if they opened up a Torchy Tacos in Center City, that place wouldn't be buzzing every weekday morning? Totally agree. Breakfast tacos is, is uh, you know, as good, a, as good a breakfast option as you could have. Why do we do this with food, where you have to go to a specific place to get that thing? I don't know. It doesn't seem that hard. Like what? There's the ingredients in, in Torchy's tacos you can only get in, in Texas? That seems far-fetched to me. Go ahead and make yourself a breakfast taco. You tried that? Please. Don't be crazy. You, go, you like a, uh, a flour tortilla or a corn tortilla? Um, I think I like them both. I think we went flour, I believe. What do you like? I, I'm uh, a bit of, bit of a controversial take. I, I much prefer the flour tortilla. The corn tortilla, I feel like every time I have... I only taste the corn tortilla. It overwhelms the taste of, of what's inside. Okay. It's not a bad take. When you go into a public bathroom and you're going number one, but all the urinals are taken, mm-hmm. and so you, you go to the stall, do you like to leave the door open to let people know, hey, oh, don't worry. I'm just, I'm just going one in here. It depends on, close the, it depends on how big door. of a situation we're, how big of a room we're talking about here? Okay. Um, I generally speaking, and I'm not 100. percent I'm not very proud of this. What I would okay. do is go in and not leave it open, but not lock it. And so it's <laughs> sort of a jar behind me, but no one can really see me. Okay, I hear you. No, I just that's my way of sending the message. I find it's interesting that I feel like the majority of people, and I think I do this too, will just uh, you leave it wide open. It, it's like you're going. It's like you're going to the urinal. There's no door to the urinal. Mm, yeah, I get that. It's like you're telling. And people, I'm not I saying want- I'm not saying I've never done that. Yeah, but I would. I prefer to just sort of leave it. Leave it ajar. Okay, you're telling people I want to be part of that urinal world. This wasn't my choice, but. Do, did what I had to right. do. Right. Well, you're yeah, you're sending the message that hey, I'm not I'm not I'm not in this stall doing what you think I'm doing. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the uh, what the common courtesy is. 
I, I no, I think I think whatever you do there is fine. I just you know, <laughs> I wouldn't say whatever you do there is fine. I mean, if you're yeah, okay. There's a person I in the in the sphere of the Eagles world who once uh, was doing the opposite without <laughs> wow. going into without going into uh, too much <laughs> yeah. detail. Who was doing number two with the door open? Okay, well, so leave that to your imagination. Mm. I would rather not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at one point we, we were, uh, you know, my wife was raving about Austin a little bit and, uh, I think I might've responded with this. So I don't really remember the circumstances. A, a of classic tepid Capadia response. Yeah. But she did say, just admit that you like something for once. I think that's a great line. So I thought that was nice on brand for the podcast. I think we should incorporate that. Uh, Yeti, you, you I know you own one piece of, uh, mm. Yeti merchandise cause, uh, DFOP. Rich Bobby just hooked us up with these outstanding Yeti That's right. coffee coffee thermoses. You you own any other uh, Yeti gear? I don't. Okay. I I like a, what I like the one I do, but I I don't. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, but there was this big Yeti store right next to our hotel, and so I started thinking like, where did this company come from? You know, I had never heard of Yeti like two years ago, and now. Well, I had, and I had, as we had pointed out, uh, that I, I know you have a Wentz thing here, but that is what Wentz got all the offensive linemen was a bunch of Yeti merchandise. Exactly. And so we were doing a little research on Yeti, and, you know, it's this outdoor company, started in Austin, Texas, all this different. But then we found that it had, uh, and this, this is right down your alley, it, it had some ties to the NRA. Uh-oh. But then, but then the NRA cut ties. Oh, no, no, no Yeti cut ties with the NRA and apparently there was um, you know this push for members of the NRA or supporters of the NRA to like burn all their yeti merchandise oh. and so we know that Carson Wentz bought the offensive lineman oh. yeti coolers do you think he was making a some type of political statement interesting there? interesting <laughs> i don't think that he was making a political <laughs> statement okay. um, because i think I think he probably makes every effort possible to not make a political statement. Okay. Well, but that is interesting. That's a good that's a good job of research out of you. Well, my wife did all of that, but something to think about. I like that. Uh you know, I liked there was like a hat in that store that I liked, and as I've told you before, the hat to the bald man is a very important accessory. Mm-hmm. But I just felt you've like got, I would you've be got a, a good array of hat game. I feel like I would have been a total fraud wearing a Yeti hat, you know? Oh, a Yeti hat, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not going camping or fishing or anything. What do I look like? But it was a nice fit. It was a nice hat. The Yeti plays a, plays a prominent role in one of, our favorite, uh, one of our favorite books here with the case man. Oh, yeah? The boy who lost his name. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeti is really blowing up, I guess. I guess so. Uh, and then lastly, you know, we, we walked around the, the University of Texas campus. Hmm. So, solid Indian I should have uh, reached out. I have a friend in the athletic department. I apologize. That would have been fantastic. We couldn't even go to, like, the student union to get a coffee. Really? Yeah. It said, like, oh, you have to be a, it's like you have to be a student or faculty or a guest of somebody. Like, what is that? Yeah, that's weak. Isn't, that's a public university, isn't well, it? Well, I guess you probably, I guess these days, uh, Safety especially reasons, in Texas, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but I, I am sort of intrigued by the Texas Indian. Okay. It's one of those places where I wouldn't envision there being a lot of Indians, but I think it's got a nice Indo population. Yeah, what kind, of, what kind of Indians are we talking about? I don't know. These were mostly students, so it's tough to say. 
But I, I, if anybody has more information on that, I would like it. Did you stop any of them as they were walking and try to give them the Indian handshake? No, I, I don't even know that we gave the nod. They probably saw me as sort of the old guy roaming a college campus. Mm. Why is he here? And what is what is the tie to prominent Philly Indians? I don't know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. You down. think you're a prominent Philly Indian, and you no, think I that think would, as a traveling I, prominent member of the Indian community, you should have been received with more due respect. I think I was trying to come up with a list of the most prominent Philly Indians. Oh, okay. I didn't get very far. Where do you think you rank? Oh, me? No, I, I had Kevin Nagandi, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, I think, I think M. Night's got to be at the top of that list. Okay, so you think I'm third? Yeah, I think you got a good chance. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if anybody has like a, a website or a blog out there devoted to prominent Philly Indians, I would like to read that bad boy. Or just hashtag sports Indians. You can do that too. All right. Okay. Well, we got through all of them. We sure did. Did it live up to your, did the hype or not? I don't think that's for me to say. I think that's for the listeners to say. Okay. All right. Um, next week, very exciting. Team Brad. Brad Rutter, the Jeopardy All-Star Tournament. He, he begins on Wednesday. The Obviously, the, the official Jeopardy team of Birds with Friends. Listener, subscriber, huge Eagles fan. Uh, also, also uh, Wolf's Den Jeopardy champion. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, probably the most prominent of his titles. Okay, so there you go. We will be watching. We will be discussing. So yes, we will be rooting. Even throw more. your, throw your, uh, throw your support behind Team Brad. That's right. February twentieth, I think it is. All right. Happy Valentine's Day, Shield. I don't really do those Hallmark holidays. <laughs> all right well to you and to our listeners as always we love you friend